Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Jacob, what are we jumping into? Uh, 21 Savage, a uh, little bit of Future. Gang, gang. It's going to be a trap trap podcast. This is a trap fiesta. That's actually what the name of the of the podcast should be. Trap fiesta for tonight. Take two. Trap fiesta? Trap fiesta. Trapping out the suburb? We can't we can't appropriate Hispanic culture. Oh, okay, right. I'm sorry. I don't want. It's a trap party. Trap party. Yeah. Trap party. Thank you guys so much. That sounds like an LMFAO song. Ew. <laughs> Let's leave them back in 2009, please. Thank you. All right. Uh, any news? Well, we had we were going to talk about Soldier Boy's basically virality, his second wind, so to speak, <laughs> from uh, when he started his gaming system. We didn't talk about that. So. He, he came out with a console that was basically a, a knockoff, a Chinese knockoff that he said he sold and made like $2 million off He of. did show the thing, like the little screenshots. But there were six orders. Did you know that? It was $270,000 and there were six orders. So people were saying like, that's kind of sketch. It is a little sketchy, but he showed all these stats to like Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. And they all looked at it and never said that it was wrong. When yeah. would they challenge an artist up on the Breakfast Club? Charlemagne does it all the time. Charlemagne, Charlemagne does this thing where he goes, he sh- throws some shade at you, then laughs with you, and then goes, he's all right. That's Charlemagne. That's Charlemagne's a, I think uh, he's a he hard-hitting interviewer. No, 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 this is Charlemagne. So, uh, Takashi 6 9 did you rape that girl? Oh, no, Charlemagne, you stupid. <laughs> You're my best friend. Come back. I don't think he'll... Uh, Fuck Hot 97 and the breakfast. I don't think he'll be Trash. coming back. No, no, he won't. No, Takashi Six Nine won't. Takashi Six Nine will be in jail. Yeah, I think the only people interviewing him would be like sixty minutes. That'd be cool. I'd watch that. N- that would ruin. No one on the sixty minutes audience, who I think, would enjoy that. <laughs> They'd get a new audience. But anyway, it is kind of sketchy. He did. I don't know who. It's a, it, first of all, they were they were taking games that were licensed from Nintendo, and they were. Uh, basically illegally put on there, and there are a lot of a uh, lot of consoles like this that are just plug and play, and and they steal games off of like you know the Super Nintendo or the N sixty four. What it is, it's essentially things. just. I mean, you can get an, an emulator, emulator on your phone, yeah. your computer. It's just an emulator that's in a console form, <clears throat> and he claims that he cleared it with Nintendo, but he didn't. I haven't seen any like formal like lawsuits been filed. No, but they did. I'm sure they've sent cease and desist letters. Who knows? And we won't really know until. It comes out, right? And they may not even be concerned if he really did have six orders. You know, I don't. They're not really. It's not like Soldier Boy's taking food out of Nintendo's mouth. No, but it's never about that with companies. It's about licensing. It's about unauthorized use. You know, that's what they care about. But not just Soldier Boy coming in with the with the gaming consoles. He's also coming with the hot memes and a hot <laughs> smartwatch. Hot, but straight terror. straight from AliExpress and DHgate. <laughs> That's shout out shout out to DHgate. Yeah, it it's it, I, I kind of thought it was sketchy when I saw it the first time anyway. Yeah, it, if you go to the web, also people's orders aren't being fulfilled, fun fact. Like Yeah, he, he says it's cuz he sold so much he got back right, up. Right, right. He he had 100 watches in there and he sold 102, so now they're backed up for 6 months. Hey. It's a fire watch. <laughs> you and I should get one. I would not. The soldier watch. I feel like it'll give your phone a virus somehow. It'd probably give your body a virus. <laughs> It'd be like those watches it chains you buy that turn your skin green. 
for sure. Oh, uh, shout out to my dog. He's a uh, he's in the back chewing a uh, buffalo horn, bison horn. Where do you find that around here? Did you kill uh, it yourself? No, PetSmart. Ah. Yeah, I, and he was bragging on the Breakfast Club about how he's the only rapper to have a video game console. Because and it's a that, very difficult market to get into. That and that I mean that's just like Kanye with the clothes. When you when you're making rap money, you're not making Ralph Lauren money. Right. When you're making Soldier Boy money, you're not making Microsoft or Sony money. Right. So you can't put your there's not the infrastructure to build a product that's competitive with the industry standards. Not at all. Not at all. You don't have the answers. <laughs> but shout out, shout out to Soldier Boy. And also another clown that I want to talk about is Tory Lanez. So Tory Lanez came in and is basically challenging any rappers to battle rap him. Basically do diss, diss tracks the same way that he did with, um, with um, Jordan Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, what's funny about Tory Lanez is his remixes are actually pretty good. Like he did that controller remix. He had a couple other ones that I thought were really good. And even his first album is tolerable if you take out all the skids. Uh, the last thing I heard of him that I liked was what was he's had a song on Dummy Boy. Was it Kika? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I liked it. But to be honest with you, when I heard it, I didn't think like, damn, that's Tory Lanez. I actually had to look and see, oh, that's Tory Lanez. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's... Because he's a chameleon. He he doesn't really have his own sound. No, he is. he's just, he kind of came and went for me. Yeah. Well, shout out to those two. Uh, maybe we'll get some new uh, collabs from Soldier Boy. Uh, I hope so. His Drake music. started following him. Okay. Drake started following Kim Kardashian, too. But then unfollowed her. <laughs> out of respect. Out of respect, of course. The issue with Soldier oh, Boy is wait. The game apparently uh has a new song coming out where he talks about um uh getting a blowjob from Kim Kardashian and having her swallow his kids. Alright. As we know about the game, if he, if he's a little cold, he just comes out with and disses some rapper or some yeah, rapper's he's, girl. He's the it. most famous name dropper. Yeah, so so he's off. so he's doing that. So we'll see where that leads. I hope Kanye doesn't respond. I hope Kanye gets he on will. his med again. Meds he again. will. Please I don't, don't know. I, I kind of like him off, but I think he 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 needs to find another channel to. He's gonna have another meltdown. I think his I think a lot of his life is meltdowns. Yeah. I, well, I mean, the, one of the best Kanye albums we got was after a Kanye meltdown. Which one are we talking? Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, his mom had died a few years before. That's different. That's those are that's a legit life occurrence that that is altering that will change you forever. Most of the time, when Kanye is doing some stupid shit, it's it's really petty. Like right now, it's just all petty shit. Like I'm gonna support Trump because everybody else hates him. I'm going to wear a MAGA hat because everybody else hates it. When, I'm going to go at Drake because I'm bored. I'm 40 years old and I'm trying to learn how to use Twitter. It's working. Barely. But it's working. Can we please get some new music, Kanye? I don't want to listen to any more of your stupid tweets. Please don't respond to the game. And game, please retire from hip-hop. Although I did like the documentary, too. It's good. I like the Kendrick track. Kendrick track's good, too. All right, let's talk a little bit about 21 Savage. I am greater than I was. Pretty creative name title for uh, 21 Savage. He's not really known for being creative, mm-hmm. uh, at least in my opinion. I also enjoyed the fact that the the songs on the album actually do address how he has improved from um, from his... Not, not just in the typical rap way where 
yeah, I have money now. I have cars. I have jewelry. Like, he's legitimately talking, breaking it down how yeah. he has improved his life and the people around him. And you, you know, you've heard about him where he's not really wearing jewelry anymore, right? Have you heard about Good that? Good for him. The reason that brought that along, he was helping. I'm not sure where he's from. I, I hadn't done too much yeah, research from on Atlanta. him. Atlanta. Okay, so he went to Atlanta. He was helping out in the neighborhood that he was from. And someone broke into his car and stole the jewelry out of his car while he's in his neighborhood trying to help build the neighborhood. Yeah. And that's when he said he sort of had a realization like, this isn't what I want my life to be about. He said, if I'm here helping my people, why are they they robbing me? And I think it's, it's sort of a way to kind of put like material things aside and focus on more things that are a little more important. And he touches on that a few times in the album. Unlike Future, who we'll talk about later, kind of. Mm-hmm. He's just a Cody astronaut. Yeah, he's a he's a walking contradiction. Yeah. But I think Twenty One Savage is is trying to find his lane, where he's still sticking to the trap sound that he blew up on, but kind of being more lyrical and a little more influential. He also sounds less sleepy on this album. Yeah. Where I know he in the beginning, like I do like I do like his his previous albums, not Issa as much. I think there was a lot more misses on that. But I did enjoy I did enjoy Savage Mode where Savage Mode was good. That was probably where he sounded the sleepiest. But you have like no heart on there, no advance, really simple songs. But with with Metro Boomin's like very dark production, it, it really complemented Twenty One Savage well and showed his strengths. Whereas on this album, he's not coming off as sleepy. He's rapping. I feel like he's putting more lyrics into his raps. Not really. Most definitely. Not not Kendrick level or J Cole level, but definitely for the trap. Uh, for the trap genre, he's definitely one of the better lyricists in that genre. Yeah, and he's got. And there's still some misses on this album. It's not all great, I'd agree um, but it is a lot better. He had some odd features, like I did not expect Schoolboy Q and Project Pat on Good Day. Schoolboy Q and Twenty One Savage should have happened a long time ago because yes. I feel like their music and their background is very similar. Where they were both kind of in that drug world, particularly Schoolboy Q, who. He, he had an addiction to oxys before he came into music. And even while he was doing music, until Kendrick kind of sat him down and said he needs to start taking it more seriously. So. And I think he's one of those rappers, I don't want to say like Action Bronson, because Action Bronson is so focused on his food stuff he's got going on. But Schoolboy Q... I, and his food, period. Yeah. Schoolboy Q, he's kind of like ASAP Rocky. Could be way, way better if they focus just on music, but I think Schoolboy Q is just content making the money that he makes, and he's content with putting out a a good album every three years. Also, the thing that we know about um, Top Dog is he's notorious for having everybody kind of cycle in at appropriate times. It's not like you're ever going to see an album bomb from TDE because they want, like, when Kendrick drops, it's all about Kendrick. When Absol drops, it's all about Absol. Right. Isaiah and all of their SZA. artists, you'll see that. Like, mm-hmm. when Schoolboy drops an album, Everybody's SZA will have, it. yeah, she'll have that as her picture on Twitter. Right. Kendrick does the same thing. And it, it, they are very complimentary. I think they do a better job at building their artists a little more than Dreamville does. But I think with the new signs, like uh, Earth Gang... Dreamville's newer, too. They are. Let's give him credit for that, because, I mean, Jid, his second album did really well, DiCaprio 2. And Earth Gang, they've been bumbly, bubbling in the underground for a while. They had that song Monday with Mac Miller that got them kind of put on the map for most people. But if you guys haven't heard from, heard about them yet, you'll definitely hear about them this year, for sure. Because they're a very talented group. And I think Dreamville could be at that level if as long as they breathe the talent and they can and Jake will continues to support them. Yeah, they have a few that I think 
I don't I don't want to use words phase out, but there's a few that I, I think aren't living up to the expectations on name? Dreamville. There's Cause. He had an album called Cause and Effect. It was all right. There's a guy named Omen on there. It just I, haven't heard of him. I don't know if, if J. Cole's not giving them the money or they're just I don't know. They're just not the I, I don't think they're that good, to be honest with you. Boz is is a decent rapper on Dreamville. Boz will Boz I think is like Jid. He just needs he just needs a hit or or a very good album. I think the executives with Dreamville tried to point out like TDE is our rival too early, and they mm-hmm. added too many people, and they focus more on quantity than quality. Where Top Dog is a little different. He's more on the quantity, or I mean the quality over the quantity. And that's why you see them. They 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 have signed more artists here lately, but for the longest, it was like the five of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, shout out to Schoolboy Q, and I really hope we get an album from him soon as well. Uh, all the features on here, I think, did great. It's particularly, I mean, J Cole's features is great. You know, he's calling out the music industry for faking streams. Then you got my new favorite monster track with Gambino. I think it mm-hmm. overtakes Kanye's monster. To me, it's just a, I mean, it's not as big a classic yet. I don't slow down on that. But yeah. it's a, uh, Childish Gambino's uh, feature was really good. Although I will say the mixing was a little weird for me. I I couldn't one hundred percent get down with it. I didn't really notice anything. It could have been because I was listening on on headphones and not through through a speaker or stereo. The the thing I my biggest criticism for that song, and it's not really for that song, it's more for the album. That should have been an ending or an outro track. I'm not saying that the last two songs should have been deleted from the album, but I think Monster should have been the last track because 4L, it's a decent song, but it's I don't think it's good for the last song. Like, that's not a note I would want to leave the album on. That song he did for his mom, I think, would have been Letter to Mom. Yeah, to that, my mama, that would have been a good outro. I just A little bit cheesy, but... Yeah, and I, I get it. You don't want to bury a, a good song at the end because... If, if you have songs in the album that turn a listener off, they may not hear that ending. And that's another thing I kind of don't like about the modern like movements of music with not putting features in the songs. I, I get why people do that. Because you don't want J. Cole fans just buying your album for one track. You want people to actually tune in. But I think that kind of limits your audience a little bit too. Because if you're not a big fan of these artists like Post Malone, you didn't ever know Post Malone was on this album unless you saw a tweet from Post Malone. Right. And there's a lot of fans of Post Malone that maybe don't like 21 Savage. No way. Post Malone's got a white girl fan base. Yeah, but all rap right now is white girl fan base because it's become popular. That's what happens when music becomes popular. It just, it just I mean, let's be real here. White people jump onto it, then it becomes the mainstream. I mean, coming from two, from Jake, who's white, me, I'm Arabic, but I could pass for white when I don't have a beard. If I were an artist, I would want to be featured on the album audibly and in a text. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're getting the money regardless. Sure. But I would want to be named on the album. Also, the good thing the good thing about social media era is somebody is tweeting out who's on the album immediately and what songs are are featured. But. Yeah, and it is a thing too. Like if like in, with an album like "To Pimp a Butterfly" or "Damn," I could get not putting features on because you want to view that as a whole. Even like the uh, the this the True Story album, the Logic album, where he's in space. Like, I could see, like, from Logic's perspective, I don't want to put features on this because I don't want people to listen out of order. Right. I'm a big proponent of listening to an album start to finish because the artist made it that way. He They put them in an order for a reason, 
Some some are some yeah some just put it all out and and I'm not saying Twenty One Savage just put it all out but I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of did but this this album I will say for Twenty One Savage is is his most his most complex his most open uh, he's he's definitely more vulnerable in regards to you know people people mistreating him because of the money he's got uh, talking about how he's hooked his mom up with houses and cars and also just uh, explaining how it's important to invest in yourself investing in real estate and things that have actual value as opposed to buying jewelry these are all things that i i would never in a million years have thought that 21 savage would talk about right so i i want to commend 21 savage for that and i well the think- only two like mainstream rappers that are talking that way jay-z mentioned it on 444 right. talking about buying property and art that his kids would later inherit mm-hmm. jay cole's talked about it on uh, the 1985 outro, talking when he's talking a little pump, saying, "I hope you have enough to buy your mama house." Right. So I mean, that is that is an odd lane for 21 Savage to be, and I would not have expected it, and I didn't expect it, and I mentioned that when I did my initial review. Um, I, I sort of talked to you a little bit about it, how I've rated the album, doing track by track ratings. Mm-hmm. In doing that, I was kind of shocked when I got to the end. I won't reveal my total rating for the album, but when I got to the end and did the average and the math on it, I was shocked that it was it got rated as high as it did. Right. Um, what were some of the songs that were rated highest for you? Monster, Letter to Mama, uh, mm-hmm. Good Day. That was the one with Project Pat and Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Uh, Can't Leave Without It, A Lot, um, 1.5 with Offset. Um I was I was a little iffy on that one, but it was good. And then All My Friends with Post Malone. That was a pretty big track. Um, the, he replied, he responded back to why he has a 12-car garage. Did you catch that? Because he didn't. bought six more cars. I thought that was, uh, was great. The chemistry with Post Malone and 21 Savage is good. Mm-hmm. I think a collab album, like a seven-track or an eight-track collab album between the two of them would be good. But they'll never capture what they had on Rockstar. I thought this one, I think Post Malone sounds better on this one than he did Rockstar. And I think that's because he's he's doing more with his voice. He's he's I've noticed with, with songs like Sunflower and, and Wow, he's uh, pushing his voice to newer range. I don't know if it's if different auto-tune he's putting on his Maybe. voice. But uh, I think it's sounding a lot better even than Beer Bongs and Bentleys. So I'll say from the past two or three Post Malone tracks that I've heard between end of last year and this year, it's it's had me more excited to listen to a full project of his because I've never been a big fan of his. I've always liked his singles more, more so right. than a full album. But I actually think that this song might be better than uh, Rockstar. Not as viral, but uh, to me, just a better overall track. I mean, that song, how did it, it broke the it broke platinum? Yeah, like within the first week or two of being out. Yeah. I think they kind of captured lightning in a bottle with mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked on that song, 21 Savage touches on his commitment to not wearing jewelry. Yeah. Um, it's different when you hear rappers say something in an interview versus what they're putting in their music. Right. Some artists will say stuff in interviews and then their music is exactly the opposite. Yeah. It's good to see some transparency and fluidity in what they're saying to Absolutely. the media. Absolutely. Um, what were some of the songs you liked? I love a lot. I like Good Day. Uh, that's with um, who's who's on Good Day? That man? was Schoolboy Q and that Project was Pat. Yeah, 
uh, gun smoke I thought was really good I, I like the I think the thing that 21 Savage also showed me on this was he can do a hype song I mean as hype as tra as a uh, 21 Savage can get but it was those more hype tracks can't leave without it ASMR and all my friends see the two of those were the ones I rated the lowest which ones Gunsmoke, I gave a four out of ten ah, that's crazy and I in my notes I wrote 21 let me where is it at let me find it I said okay cool 21 Savage got guns I didn't know 21 Savage had guns. Did you know 21 Savage has guns? <laughs> I like that one for the hypeness of it. Like, that that one got me going. Yeah, when I first started the album, like, it came out strong with a lot. I was like, okay, cool, this is going to be good. Break the Law was all right. <clears throat> I love the line he says, uh, got her screaming and scratching. I got her in falsetto. <laughs> People that don't know much about, like, the, I don't want to, like, fundamentals of music. Falsetto is, like, a higher right. pitch. It usually harmonizes or fits the melody. So I like that line. Then he comes out with A&T. And I said, oh, here's here's where it goes. I didn't like that one. I did. Tabitha, our fact, che fact checker over here, she likes that song. Do you? <laughs> it, it sounds dated to me. It sounds like it could have been on a Lil Boosie She's album. all about the classics. <laughs> if you call Lil Boosie a classic... But that, Some to me, would. <laughs> to me, that sounded like a little boozy track. I could see that. Um, I want to say that I think the bottom half of the album, from seven on, is really good. So it, it's like the first six are. I mean, a lot is I would include in that bottom half, but two through six are not wowing me. But then all of a sudden, like, can't leave without it. I mean, all my friends down to probably monster. I would say are really solid, and then Letter to My Mama and For for Life, I could uh, take or leave, but I don't hate that they're on there. It it could have been short. I mean, all albums, even some of the greats, you could have t taken a song out here or there. Mm -hmm. I think this song or this album could have been a little bit shorter. Like I mean, 12 still, tracks yeah. would have been a great number for this It's album. still under an hour yeah. as it is. But with 21 Savage... It drags a little bit sometimes. Yeah. I listened to it on a drive for work. It was like an hour drive. Mm. And it, I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I would recommend this album. If if you've never listened to 21 Savage, I would go to this... I would definitely give people this album and say, tell me what you think. Yeah. Because it's his, it's his most creative. It's his most open. And uh, it has that darkness that Savage Mode has. But it doesn't have that like weird left turn that Issa did, where yeah. he was doing like stupid songs like Facetime. Yeah, I I did not like Issa really at all. The the only tracks I would recommend on that one are like none of them. Maybe Bank Account. Which one was on that one? Bank Fame, Account. Bank Account. Close my eyes. I like that song. Close my eyes is when he's talking about how he can't sleep because he sees all his dead friends. Oh. That's and nothing new. Nothing new's on that. Okay. But also, that one was a lot more... I mean, if we want to talk about that one real quick, that one was 57 minutes at 14 So he did tracks. boil it down a little bit. Yeah. More. I, and I will say, this album is... You're not going to really see anything that's overtly just like, oh my god, I have to skip this. You know right. what I mean? But yeah, the only track I would say like that is A&T, because it really doesn't fit. But the, you can't skip it. I can skip if it. If Tabitha's in the car. I can skip it. No, you I, can't. I don't want to just trash that, tr that track. There is one line I particularly liked... Uh, he said, uh, Saint Laurent panties, she don't wear no Vickies. <laughs> so that, that shows you like he can be lyrical. He can write a punchline. He, he has what he has kind of like the Drake effect where some of his stuff you'd want to tweet. 
Yeah. You know, like, he has a lot of good one-liners. And to be fair, Drake kind of came up through Lil Wayne, and who's the best at one-liners than yeah. Wayne? There's not really anybody. Uh, he had a bit of a period where he wasn't, but he did come back with Shit, you're on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of, Who compared themselves to shit more than Lil Wayne? That's another podcast. I think we could do a whole hour on that one. Yeah. And you, you said you like the track Can't Leave Without It. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good verse from Gunna. Yeah. I hadn't really got into him too much. Um, I saw him at the KOD tour in Atlanta. He came out with um, Young Thug. Are you saw him live? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know who he was. Mikel actually had to say, dude, that's Gunna. Of course, Mikel. And Mikel is all, he's all into like the new rappers. Mikel he loves the He was trying to put me on a 6 9 like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, dude, I, I that, I'm not about that. Shout out to Mikel. He knows So I'm excited to see him again for the second leg of Astral World Tour. I think the only openers are going to be Sheck West and Gunna. All it's going to be is Mo Bamba for on 15 repeat. minutes. It's still going to be good. I'll, I'll be happy. I would be happy to see that one. The the one thing I will say about Can't Leave Without It, it sounds more of a Gunna song featuring 21 Savage. Yeah, that, I think that was a little bit intentional because 21 Savage, I will say the only critique I'll have with him, whenever there was a feature, it did minus a lot. It kind of overtook 21 Savage yeah. a little bit where the, the feature outshined 21 Savage. Um, but J. Cole and him sounded really good together and him and Post Malone sounded really good together where they were kind of balanced but that's, you, a, that's the only negative things I would say you mentioned that you like uh, ASMR yeah that that one I rated a 5 so that's middle of the pack middle. there were a lot that came in around like 5 and 6 was that the whispering that's yes it, yeah that, that's why I like that see I'm the opposite I right. didn't like I don't like that in music which so, I get it because that's the name of the song right to Ma- me that was a fun like that was a good concept and also there, there is some. I mean, we were playing this song earlier that um, that wide NW Melly did, where yeah. he's like shrieking. So to me, anytime a rapper can do something with their voice that sh- that surprises me in this era where and in this genre where everybody's doing the same thing for twenty songs, I'm gonna I'm gonna always praise it, even if it doesn't always come out that great. But ASMR, I think what Twenty One Savage was saying was engaging enough, and with the, with adding the whispering to it, just kind of threw it up there to me where I liked it. And this was a song that brought controversy before the album. Uh-huh. This is the song that had the Jewish money line and he ended up coming out so and apologizing. Stupid. But he didn't take it off the album. That's so stupid. Which I applaud. That's we talked so about stupid. Kevin Hart in the last podcast. Yes. If you say something that you maybe shouldn't have said, I don't. after you apologize for it, I think that's it. You shouldn't have to go out of your way to keep making amends for something that you've already done your best to make right. Yeah. I did I did read some tweets saying that he should have taken it off and restructured the verse. But then again, it is hard to if you already have something mastered and through well, when that will had, cause delay. You had you had like Lil Pump's line where he was making the the offensive yeah, the joke about Asian, Chinese people. Yeah. That's that's where you could argue that yes, he should he should redo the the lyric. First of all, it's not that good. Second of all, it's just a dumb joke that uh, Rucka Rucka Ali would have done in 2005. So that's pretty dumb. But with this track and with this track, and then by the way, Jay-Z had a similar problem where he was talking about uh, Jewish people owning all the properties on 444. Yeah, the credit line. Right. So these are, I mean, there are such things as positive stereotypes. Right. He didn't say it in a negative way. Like there's a popular phrase like, 
Jew him down, yeah. talking about like bartering, trying to right. get a better price. Like if you said something like that, that is that has a negative connotation. Right. I don't think the way he said it was offensive. Now I'm not Jewish, so I can't speak for Jewish people, but it definitely wasn't as bad as what could have been because obviously rap is if not. If he a, made a Holocaust joke, then I would say exactly. that that's fucked up. But he he didn't do anything like that, and I don't think it was causing any harm to anybody. Again, like you said, we're not Jewish, so and and the internet gets offended at everything. They'll probably get offended at nah, us just it, talking, just trying to somewhat defend it. And so. to be to be fair, hip hop has never been the most PC genre of music. Oh, anyway, how come feminists aren't jumping jumping on uh, hip hop every day? That's a that's a whole thing because people in hip hop will have the same effect that the R. Kelly thing had, where yeah. they'll just ignore it because yeah. they like the music. Yeah, it'll just become more viral. What would you rate this album overall? When I did the average, um, it came out to six and a half. All right, but what does your heart tell you? Six and a half, <laughs> and that's high. Like I said, I thought it was going to be lower than that. And it is a good album. I'm just not a big 21 Savage fan. Mm. There's been a few trap artists where at first I came out and said, I don't really like them. Lil Uzi's one of them. Rest in peace. His music career. Um, He's coming back. Don't say that. Even X at the beginning. When I went and listened to like what he had out in Members Only, I was what? like, ah. How? Yeah, you showed me X and I wasn't really on it at first. That was on, that was on this podcast. Yeah. So. Shout out to X. His birthday just passed. So we, we miss you very much. But this Twenty One Savage is one that I I'm not really changing my mind on. I mean, it's good for what it is, but it's not something that I'll continually play. I give it a solid seven and a half to eight range. I think this is his best project. There are enough songs on here. I would say over half the album is are songs that I enjoyed. Everything else I tolerated. So I would give that. I would give it a seven, seven and a half. Okay. I'm still. I'm gonna go with seven and a half. That feels right. And I mean, it it's gonna change. I'll, I'll listen to it a little more. It could go up. It could go down. Um, yeah. I'm gonna start doing this thing on my Apple Music with all the new albums that are coming out that I listen to. I'm gonna pick like the few like songs that really stuck out, and I'm gonna put them in a playlist. And then at the end of the year, I'll have like a 2019. I'll do that. Songs. Too. We should do. So that. we'll combine them. Yeah. So I think that'll be a way to kind of appreciate an album after it's gone because there's a lot of good albums that we've listened to that we're gonna forget about uh, because yeah. of the amount of uh, uh, the amount of music that's dropping we we may or may not forget about this album i mean like, I, like you said this is not something i'm gonna be jumping back to every day but like i said there are enough tracks on here that i, I mean would for an example the to. one of the best albums we've reviewed on this podcast was commons black america again coincidentally mm-hmm. it was our first review but i haven't listened to that album I listened to it a couple weeks ago, but that's not something I continually listen to. Right. When you have albums in music that drop at breakneck speed, it's hard to continually listen to everything. And hip hop's not the only genre of music that I listen to. Yeah, me, me either. You know, so that makes it even harder to keep up with. But shout out to Twenty One Savage. I think this is a. I mean, no, this is technically a 2018 drop, but yeah. Shout, shout out to him, and this is definitely an album that if you are a 21 Savage fan, you will enjoy. If you are uh, not a 21 Savage fan, but want to give him a chance, I would say this is a good album to start. I mean, with. I, I'm not a 21 Savage fan, and I enjoyed the album. But you have some, you you have but enjoyed critical. 21 Savage. Yes, I have before. Yeah, so absolutely. Him. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, 21 Sat or future, future, future. Um, we skipped the, the what you know segment about the fun fact, so we'll hit that next week. 
Oh, um, wait, no, let's hit it at the end. Okay. Let's we'll just hit, hit it, it at the end. Um, before we jump into future, we're going to do the What You're Rocking segment. Um, Supreme hat and khakis. <laughs> all right, you got on the Reebok too. Sure. Oh, no, you know what? You know what, though? I am going to be trying to get uh, the new uh, Bape and Adidas collab that's Good dropped luck. coming out. Yeah, but I got signed up for it. Also, these human races dropped today for the Chinese New Year. I was on the fence with them when I talked to Wade, a fellow sneakerhead, connoisseur, automat. He gets everything when it drops. Shout out to him. He wins. I still want the Paul George's Wade, bro. He wins every fucking raffle. So shout out to Wade. But um, the Chinese New Year human races, he did say it looked like Ronald McDonald shoes because of the white and yellow or, or red and yellow uh, colorway. But if you don't have any boost, they're like one hundred and fifty dollars. I'd recommend it. Yeah, he did. I, I did like he did a Pharrell did another version of the Human Races after the the original NMDs came out that were non-boost, and they sold pretty well. These dropped today. And yeah, I see where he's getting the, the Ronald McDonald. Right. I think it's more so of the shape. They're yeah. kind of rounded at the front, and where where they like the uh, eyelets for the uh, laces. Mm-hmm. The way that that kind of accentuates that like clown shoe look. It looks almost like a bowling shoe the more I look at it too. Yeah. It does. Also, I'm just hooked on bowling right now. Yeah, you could wear that to a league and no one would blink their eyes None. at it. But I still think if you if you wanted something that was limited, I got in there pretty easily when they did drop. I don't imagine the price going up too high. So I picked up some uh, Air Force Ones that I've been like on the fence about for the longest time. Yeah, my Air um, Force Ones. They're the. Uh, they're the not the super high ones, but they're just the regular highs. They almost look like combat boosts. They're like this olive green. I picked them up at the the, like, the yeah, higher the higher ones. yes, okay, not the yeah, ones yeah. with the with the strap with the clip like okay. with the the little like braided clip. Right, it doesn't have that. Um, they're suede and they're like they're I don't know what kind of material they call it, but I picked those up. Um, uh, the more I look at them, the more I kind of like them. And on feet, they don't look crazy. I'm sorry, I'm stuck. No, on this. They do look better on feet. All shoes yeah. look better on feet. That's true. Um, what I'm rocking today, I got on some red, white, and blue Vans, the checkered Vans. Is that the Carhartt on? Which yep, I'm the Carhartt, Carhartt big boy shirt. Shout out. It's the pocket tee. We're both, we're both pushing three dubs right now on yeah. the shirt. Well, I am. 305, baby. Miami. That's right. No, so I, Carhartt, they're comfortable. It's like a standard fit size. It's it. not like a fashion cut, so it's just a straight shirt. Also, Carhartt is is getting some traction with the hype beast. Well, I mean, look we, at, we, one we of the highest here. costing shoes on Stadium Goods of Flight Club are the M&M 4s. That's and that's a Carhartt so M&M. Let's be, yeah. let's be clear about that. They were uber limited. And Carhartt is sort of known to most people as like a blue collar brand. Most workers... Day laborers wear Carhartt. I washed this shirt like twenty times, and it, it still, still looks, looks new. Good. Has some like special stain guard. So I, I don't know what it is. I'm a messy eater, so I appreciate that. Most of the time, you see somebody in a pocket tee wearing Carhartt. There's usually a pack of cigarettes in there. Yeah, for sure. But let us know what you guys are rocking. Ooh, I don't. I don't care for cigarettes. If you do, that's that's on you. I got some nicotine lozenges. Sweet. I usually smoke a pack of Newports and cover my neck with nicotine patches. Get that buzz going. Since but they took the mango jewel pods away, just can't get the fix. I'm just I'm just so amped for this Bape collab. Like I need to get a pair. I don't think it'll happen, but 
you know, why not give it a try? I feel like everything's becoming easier and easier to get, especially with Adidas not being as hot as they were last year, not being as dominant. I did get my dad those. He's been wearing the... Uh, the I bet he looks wild at the Dude, country club. It's insane. It's Does insane. he wear them to work? No, no, okay. he doesn't. He doesn't do that. I, I honestly wish I just got my size every time I see him. But I'm did, so happy for him. Did you buy those for him because they didn't have your size? Or? I was on, I was on Foot Locker, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy a pair to resell. The first one that gets in my car, I'm gonna resell them. And then I realized it was a nine and a half. I fucked up my dad's shoe size for Christmas, and I was like, he goes from these like sixty dollar Nikes to two hundred and fifty dollar Boost. So I was like, he's gonna love it, and he did. So. Yeah, it's a comfortable shoe, too. That's nice. All the 350s are comfortable. Even the old, like the version ones are comfortable. For sure. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about future. Gang, gang. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, we're going to jump right into future. The What did he name this album? It was long. Future Hendrix Presents Wizard. Yeah. First of all... Uh, give Cuddy some respect because he was the first wizard. That's a terrible album. Yes. Don't listen to it. Mm. Yeah, it, what was that? Indicud? No, no, no. Yeah. No, and no, no. That was... No, oh, no, you're no. talking about the little, wizard. like, the, the small... It was the purple... WZRD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he kind of had a few misses with that, Indicud, and then his little uh, Satellite Flight album. That nobody listened to. His mom listened to it, I bet. I, I even... She, she was to. like, son, I'm going to have to pass. I didn't even know this was coming out. I, I got to work, sat at my desk, was doing some stuff, and the kid that sits behind me, he's big into shoes, big into uh, rap music as well. And he was like, did you listen to Future yet? And I said, I didn't even know Future was dropping. I said, are you talking about the... Did you see the Jumping on Jet music video when it dropped? Because mm -hmm. that's, that's the only reason why I knew this album was coming out. He's never really been one for marketing. Like, when Hendrix came out, remember he had the two albums within two weeks back-to-back? -back. That was amazing. No one really knew. It just happened. But I don't really follow Future that closely. Um, we should we should give Future his respect for a second. I just want to say nobody had ever dropped uh, five mixtapes in a row that are that are absolute bangers. I mean, you've got Monster. You've got Beast Mode. You've got uh, 56 Nights. You've got... Um, you got Dirty Sprite. You got Dirty Sprite Two. That's he the just, best release. He in just my had opinion. a prolific run in in between like 2014, I would say 2014 yeah. and 2016, and then even a little bit of 2017. I think the Rich Gang hype kind of helped him too because he was he was big in with Birdman and Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. They had uh, the Karate Chop remix, which was yeah. surrounded by mm -hmm. controversy. And then uh, March Madness is one of the biggest yeah. songs. It's still played at all, all the basketball games, you know. So, so Future is is solidified in the trap game. And the thing about trap, as we all know, it has a high turnover. It's kind of like the fast food of music to me, where it's easy to make. Uh, you'll have an artist will come out. He'll do big numbers for about maybe if he's lucky a year, and then he phases out. So for Future to come in. Put out the volume that he did, and then the quality that he did is really impressive. I, well, I agree with that, but the I think the creativity has kind of waned since that like it's stagnant original because run. he has not changed. But when it was first coming out, those first five or six albums were so original because we did not know much right. about the trap sound. I mean, you had Barter Six, that's also in that lane, and I think still sounds like a creative album. Young Thug, 
coming out and then you know lifestyle where he's cha- he was challenging the sound and what rap is you know to be honest so well i mean to be fair there would be no lil pump there'd be no smoke perp there'd be a lot of these trap artists would not have they wouldn't have had this avenue to pursue this music because future really paved that way yeah. i mean we all know what t-pain and lil wayne and kanye did with autotune but what future was doing with it was completely different mm-hmm and I think that's what gave these other rappers a lane to create music. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think the creativity isn't there as much. And that's my opinion. I just, there were a lot of tracks on this album where the auto tune sounded cheap to me. It didn't sound as polished as it usually does with him. Future's vocals are either super smooth or kind of harsh. But there were a few tracks, uh, where did I put it? I don't remember which one. I can't find it. I'm about to... I, I wrote it down. I'm, if I come across it later on in the episode, I'll mention it. But there was. I mean, there's just a few that just doesn't sound. Baptize. I would say that's a good example of one that where I, I did not care for it at all. Um, I said there was too much going on with like rhyme scheme and the just the format of the song. I didn't really Something like it. Something about that song to me just it was just grating, to be honest. I well, we're gonna have differing opinions, but I thought a lot of this album was kind of grating. I think it was just samey. That's the only thing I would say about it. To me, overall, it's really inoffensive. And uh, honestly, I listened to it three times, and every single time, it's gotten more and more tolerable. In the, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's a future album, so you know whatever album of futures that you put on. It's going to be like good club music, good music to work out to. I just personally didn't like glean anything from this where I like I, I could have went without ever listening to this and not oh, been any different. No, I don't I don't think that. I wouldn't be that harsh with it. What about Never Stop? Never yes. Stop was the first track. Again, that was that I to me that was Future trying to be as as personable as Future can be. Also, you never know what's real with Future because he's openly right. admitted that he does not do what he talks about. Now, I have heard in the documentary he talks about drug use. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, we said at the beginning, I have not watched the documentary. So, the documentary may enlighten some things in the music and vice versa. Yeah, I, I feel like we should have probably watched the documentary. But it's not imperative to listening to the album because it's not like the album is really a conceptual album or anything uh, really complex. I mean, it's kind of like you said, it's really good club music. It's something that you can again put on in a car, but I will say there there's some of his some of my favorite future songs are on this one like Never Stop, uh, Talk Shit Like a Preacher. That was one of my front runners. Uh, Crazy but True, I believe, was on there. Unicorn Perp sounded really good, and then First Off with Travis Scott. I like Future with features. Yeah, S- listening to a full length Future album with no features. Can get a little, but Dirty Sprite Two, we were saying, is one of his best albums, and that's uh, only Drake's on there. Right, but Dirty Sprite Two, I think, stands alone and apart from the others. Have you gone back and listened to it and see if it holds up? Because sometimes I've been doing that with some trap albums lately. And... I that's that's one I can put on and not skip. Mm. I serve the bass is probably one of the best future songs ever. Percocet and Stripper Joint to me is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's an example of future being very smooth. Yeah, I just I don't know. It, Did the you creativity's like not there. Um, let's see what I wrote. Temptation, I think, was another example of that smoothness coming back. Yeah, I I gave that one a five out of ten. Mm-hmm. 
and for the same reason, it just it's never really like impressive to me. Like the, nothing about that song like just stuck out to me. And that's kind of what I'll do like on the first listen. I usually do it on my phone or paper. I'll just mm-hmm. as I'm listening, I'll write the track title. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just write like my first reactions. And my first reaction to it was nothing really jumped out at me like hey, this is this is important. Do you think that that's kind of what Future's going for at this point in his career? Very uh, inoffensive. Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, give the people what they know, not, yeah, not what they're uh, not expecting. He's sort of a recluse, which is odd in the trap scene, because usually the trap rappers are the ones that are out there, they're partying. They don't see them on social media. Though. True. But Future is not like that. He's really sort of does his own thing. I feel like Future's probably super regular in person. Yeah, he probably is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's he's like Trippy Red or or Lil Pump. These are people that that like to wild out on social media. Like, I genuinely feel like if you met Future in person, he would be overall like a pretty calm dude. No, he. I just get that vibe from him, and maybe that's that's kind of why it's hard to listen to his music now or harder than it, than it has been in the past. I mean, he he came out with a sequel, Beast Mode Two. Did you even know that that dropped? Yeah. Did you? I didn't did really you like it? To it. I'm that Beast Mode was my favorite mixtape out of that out of that uh, collection of mixtapes simply because him and Zaytoven to me always had really good chemistry. But Beast Mode Two wasn't really doing anything for me. This one to me is better than Beast Mode Two and better than Slime Season or what was that? Slime Language was that? No, Slime Language was a young There's so many album. slime words. Um, that collab. What's the one did. he did with Juice World? Is that oh, what you're talking yeah. about? No, 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 no. I was talking about the one he did with Young Thug. Oh, yeah, that may be Super slimy. slimy. Okay. Super yeah. slimy. Yeah, I didn't really care for that either. To me, I mean, that one wasn't that good. This Between this one uh, and the one he dropped with uh, with Juice World, I would say Future's making a slight comeback. I'm not going to say it's enough to really keep people entertained, but if you, I would give World on Drugs, I would give that one about like a five. And then I would rank this one higher than that one. I'm not going to say right. my score yet, but there is potential for Future to come back. And maybe I've heard that he's going to be trying to incorporate some new content in his next album. What does he need to come back from, though? The dude's got so much money. There was money. a slump. There was, there was this creative slump where people kind of stopped mentioning Future. Well, I think part of it, too, is the people that kind of came up around him, like Drake... I think Drake sort of surpassed the level Future was at, and now Drake's so big he's doing his own thing. And I think the the like notoriety of a Future feature or any kind of Future cosign has kind of went away, right? Because we've seen these rappers come up with no infrastructure and just a career out of nothing almost. That's what we need to applaud a few, uh, an artist like Gucci Mane for. Gucci Mane, while his music is not... He's not coming out with the greatest albums. Um, he's never been somebody that I could listen to for a full album other than the State vs. Rager Davis. Uh, he's never been somebody that I thought really had great, great album material, but he had good songs. Yeah. But his his cosign in the trap scene means Huge. a whole lot. means yeah. a whole lot, and it still does. Whereas, uh, for example, like The World on Drugs with Future... That did more so for Future than Juice World, I think, because yeah. Juice World has lucid dreams. Yeah, Juice World sort of in that in that like arena that Future was in. He's all over everything. Everybody's he's the hot trap artist right, right now. He seems to me almost like a post Malone too, where 
his singing will benefit him a lot more than his rapping right. in the future. Like, I don't really see Juice World going and, and come. I mean, he did do a 21-minute freestyle that he dropped on No Jumper. I still haven't listened to that yet, but 21 minutes is insane. I think oh, he yeah. did an hour before that. So he does do crazy things like that, but to me, he's he's more a melodic artist. Uh, and I think maybe Future... I will say that this album was Hendrix done right. I told you that. Because right. I think Hendrix was such a miss compared to uh, his first... That first album he dropped with Mask Off on. What did, uh, what did you think about Face Shot? I don't remember that. One. That was the second... The third to last track. I just wrote Hot Trash. <laughs> that was the lowest rated track on the album. It got the, a three. The fact that I don't remember it probably says something. Um, really the only tracks that I would... That I really would say that I co-sign are Never Stop, Temptation, um, Baptize, Unicorn Perp, and First Off. And out of 20 tracks, that's kind of hard. Um, it's not. It's not. This is not like a high quality album. Right. I'm gonna say that. And I think it, it's kind of like Migos um, with uh, Culture Two, where it's very bloated. Yeah. And it's kind of just future. Throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And usually when an album is like that, it's up to the listener to kind of curate their own version of the right. album. So like out of the 20 tracks, maybe you find your like 7 or 12. Like I did that with that More Life. Like. Right. like I just sort of pick and I have my own playlist of More Life and that's the only version that you want to listen to. Exactly. The tracks that I'll kind of talk about that I like the most, Crushed Up, was good. I like the phaser. If you know anything about mastering music, a phaser is a filter that you put... On, a, on audio and it bounces the sound from your left to right ear mm. and it almost like on GarageBand there's a few like called Alien Phaser um, I think actually one is called the Crushed Phaser so that may have been part of the That's influence cool. to the album but I like the filter he put on the voice uh, on the vocals Talk Shit Like a Preacher yeah. was good and that's kind of a funny title because preachers really do talk the most shit because They're they can constantly telling you how wrong you are and how much shit you're doing it's right <clears throat> One of the one of the pastors that I've had in the past, he's real transparent, and I think a lot of the preachers you see talking like they're not. I don't think they're like talking shit to you. It's stuff they realize in their own life, and that's what brings it up. Some of them, For those guys will talk about adulting, uh, and are not adulting, adultery, and then all of a sudden they're like fucking with every woman in the congregation. True. So I like talk shit like a preacher. Uh, I had a catchy flow. Um, had some multi-level rhymes, which you don't really typically see from Future. Mm -hmm. um, I prefer Future when he fills the whole bar with syllables rather than stretching out a word just to make the the pattern match. Right. Um, and tip, he does that a lot, where he'll overuse a word or stretch the word out. That's like just it. elongating the song a lot of times. A lot of yeah. I mean, Trippy Red is notorious for that when he's. I mean, he's he does it in a more fun way, you know, where he'll be like, yeah, 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 and wow. he'll just overextend it. It was a shorter format time. song, which we've seen be popular. Like, X's music was real short, and that I think that's a big thing in trap right now. You're seeing a lot of albums or a lot of records that are under two minutes or under, like, two and a half has really been the standard for a while, two and a half to three and a half, yeah. but you're seeing a lot of songs under that, which Some is, artists can do and some cannot, by the way, because sometimes that does not work out. Well, I think part of it is what... Trap is real repetitive. 
So, so you it's have good a lot to of the same sounds. Two minutes. Exactly. Because it's higher replay value. That That's why I never stop. I said it was an average intro, but it was kind of long at four plus minutes for an intro. I just think what he was saying in that song was I could tolerate it for four plus minutes. And also, I do think it was future attempting to be deep. Right. I liked Promise You That. I gave that an eight out of ten. Dang. Um, Stick to the Models was good. That's that's the future I like. Just braggadocious future. There's, I mean, we criticize artists for not changing, or we criticize artists for changing too much. Vic Mensa is chameleon, like you said about Tory Lanez, just no. jumping to what's hot. He's appropriating. He is appropriating emo rap. Future needs to stop that, or not Future? Excuse me, Vic Mensa. You need to stop it right now. <laughs> I did like how he talked about dropping lean, which is kind of hypocritical because he has several activist references, he which. I don't expect anything did he different. Really, did he really ever do lean? Like, I don't know. You, there's He's no too way healthy like, looking. Have you yeah. seen Future, dude? He doesn't have a gut or anything. He looks good. I wish I looked like Future. Unicorn perp. And his hair. Nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to play something. He sort of recycled a flow. Uh, we'll, we'll play less than enough to get us a, okay. a, a cease and desist. As long as it's not um, UMG. So what? This is this is what it was. This was I noticed it. It was a pattern from. Do you remember the song on um, Vince Staples' album "Senorita"? Yeah. And he, oh, that's a really good song. Yes. So let me find this. Where are we at? Unicorn perp. I had it starting at 15 seconds. All right. Here it is. I found it after some poor scrubbing on Apple Music's interface. <laughs> Don't blame Apple. All right, so after hearing that a few times, I was like, that sounds really familiar to me. So I started thinking about it, like, where is this coming from? I've heard this before. Um, The song Senorita on, that was Vince Staples. It was Summertime 06. Yeah, that was one of his first albums. Future starts this track, so you won't have to worry about me scrubbing. But the the beat pattern in the, you'll hear it. I can hear it. I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just I think something that came being up. Very samey. Yeah, <laughs> but when I heard that, it just kept like something was nagging at me. Like I've heard this future uh-huh. before, and that's what it was. Um, did at some point did this album kind of blend to you where it was like one long song? Yeah. Like if I wasn't looking down at my phone, sometimes I wouldn't even know a song ended. Yeah. When we I actually started my review in the car on the way back from the cruise this weekend, past weekend. And I had to do that. I kept looking like, did this song end? Yeah. Is this a new song? Um, I like Unicorn Perp. Uh, the Young Thug chemistry was really good. He usually has good chemistry with Young Thug, except for the, chemistry with most of his the album. The album they did together, I didn't think mm-hmm. was that way. I think a lot of it was phoned in. Chanel Vintage, one of the best oh, collabs within the two great, of them. That's a great, great song. Um, Another this, class. That was just this was a typical future sound. Sound. What would you heavy mean? heavy trap beat, smooth auto tune. I would I would even argue that the beats even lacked a little bit of creativity. Yeah, a little, and that may I know he he had the whole thing about I made Metro boom in a household name. So well, I don't get know Metro if, back. Yeah, but I, Metro's he, kind of in retirement right now. Yeah, I think he kind of shit the bed with that. I don't want to compare him to Macklemore, but Macklemore was doing a lot mm-hmm. better with Ryan Lewis. As far as musical creativity, Macklemore just shot himself in the foot too many times for being white. <laughs> But I gave that uh, song a 9 out of 10. The Gunniverse was really neither here nor there. I mean, it was good, but it's hard to put Gunna and Young Thug on a track together 
and not confuse a listener. Be, well, also because Young Thug is still better than Gunna. He yeah. has a lot more to work with in his arsenal than Gunna does. Gunna is, to me, when he works, it's mainly because the beat is complimenting him. Right. He's not really somebody that you can put on a track if it's not made for him or if it's not really like somebody like Travis Scott who makes anybody sound good, who makes Nav sound tolerable, that AI robot, shout out to him. Oh, shout out to Jack. He's whining in the background. But yeah, he's not somebody that you could just throw on a track and, and make sound good. Like I said, I like a future album that has a little more features. I think it like he can complement his vocals. I think you're a, just getting tired of future sound. I, I think so. Because future has never been somebody with a lot of features. Say future and feature three times future, fast. Future, feature, future, feature, <laughs> future, feature. The song with Travis... Future gets way outshined by Travis. Future raps, or I mean, Travis raps, which is not common anymore. Yeah, he raps for a little bit. It makes me uh, sad because I like Travis rapping. Yeah, he just way outshined Future. And even that track, like as much as I love Travis Scott, it was very average. Because yeah, it, and it was. But there's Travis is another one that if Future didn't exist, Travis Scott probably wouldn't exist because the music that we first heard Travis making was like. Days Before Rodeo, the music that he made with Kanye for Yeezus. Right. Which is very different than the sound that he's on now. I just think Travis's singing is better than Future. His rapping is better than Future. Uh, If I were Future, I wouldn't have put that on my album. I mean, I guess it sells. It's it's name recognition. Yeah, he got way outshined by Travis, for sure. No, no. Why, why, as Future, I would hope... I would put anything on there that I think would catch like mainstream audience and with Travis with Astroworld doing as well as it did I would put even if even if I sound like dog shit and I was the future I would be like please put it on there right make sure it makes and, the cut before I know a lot of people criticize future at, at times for being monotone and this was a, a track where he was monotone but when the beat is right for that and you have a monotone sound it really highlights the the lines that you put melody in. 21 Savage is an example where the the monotony of his voice actually complements the track a lot of times. And that's somebody who we just got done talking about where he has that cold delivery. And Future, I'll argue, sometimes he's trying to pass it off as singing, though, whereas 21 yeah. Savage is not doing that. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the track Crazy But True. I know you, you rated that pretty high. Yeah. I gave that a five. Yeah. I said that the concept of the album was solid, but the execution wasn't. Like I liked the, like the catchphrase "crazy but true." I hated the line that he put, "Who's a bigger influence in fashion?" To me, I don't see Future as like a staple in fashion. To me, at least in what in what I subscribe to and what I see, I would argue that he is an example of high fashion. I think that's the reason why he doesn't really. Come on, you and I's radar. But if you see him in music videos, he's always dressed. To right. me, he's always got very iconic looks, yeah, especially but, yeah. that 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 not fedora, but it's like this beautiful top hat. Amazing. I feel like if I wore it, people would punch me in the mouth. But when Future has it on, he just Pharrell it's did good. It first. Pharrell looks like a dumbass in his ten gallon hat. Future did it better. Pharrell did it first. Future did it better. Maybe Pharrell or maybe maybe Future should maybe wear Pharrell a Pharrell hat. Should get out of music, please. No. I'm done with nerd. I Everybody like was done. Album. Yeah, that album wasn't good. Everyone like has been done with nerd. Sorry, I don't mean to shit on people randomly, but Pharrell, Pharrell. Pharrell's a musical genius. All right, dude. 
He's like Eminem to me. Oh, give him as gosh. much credit as you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's blasphemy. <laughs> Although I do like that song. I like the first Nerd album. All of them and are I like happy. decent. Oh, come Cause on. Because I'm happy. <laughs> That that's me and he's just joy. he's just more in helping other artists and he's even like and I like what he did with uh, okay all right not fuck Pharrell but just fuck off for now please thank you he's like the least invasive artist there is to me he's he's invasive for his his outfits and that stupid hat yeah, God, I would have punched him in the for that hat I'm so mad now why did you have to bring up that hat. Maybe he ought to wear a Pharrell hat and he'd get a little creativity. I'm unbelievably annoyed. I'm sorry about that. For, look at all the people that have like. I like what come he did with clipping. I like what he did with clipping, with and clips? I like the song. Yeah, with clips. Excuse me. Not, I always do that with clips, and I like the song he did with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I'm gonna find you a, a a video about Pharrell, and you're gonna be like, "Damn, I didn't know he had his hand I'm just in this kidding. much." I know Pharrell is incredibly influential, and he's he's a great producer and and artist. But just lately, the body of work that's been put out is not. No, I think he just cares about music as a whole, not just hip hop. I I want a happy part too. If he does that, then he'll be my favorite artist again. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what did you rate? What did you rate this album? I give it a six. I gave it a five. Both the moral of the story is both of these albums are average. Which is why I was kind of nervous doing this podcast. I didn't know if there was going to be a lot to talk about. And thank you, Jake, for having such detailed notes. Because I swear this would have been a 15-minute podcast if it were up to me. I mean, does it sound good? Yes. Like, could you put it on and not skip anything? Like you said, Most it, likely, it's, yes. it's flu- fluid. There's not a lot of differing sounds. It's all pretty... Nothing's going to offend you. Like, I mean, there are a couple of songs where you, maybe you personally are not going to like... Like, jumping on a jet, I could see that getting on Yeah, I didn't nerves. like that. Uh, but, but F and N, yeah. fuck that song. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. The, I I wrote that if there's anything I hate more about Future being hypocritical about drugs is him being hypocritical about violence. <laughs> yeah, like Future is not doing not, drive-bys. No, he's not that artist. He also came up to me. What's most puzzling about Future, and and we'll wrap this up shortly. But what's most puzzling about Future is you worked with people. Like Andre 3000 and Big Boy, you were around that sort of hip-hop. Yeah. And maybe he just, he doesn't have the skill to make that level of of hip-hop, and I don't think very many people do. Maybe he just jumped on a viral sound. But there are just, there is a lot, I feel like Future has a lot more that he could accomplish that he's just, he's stifling his own creativity by coming out with this same trap sound that we've heard time and time again. Whereas... 21 Savage is giving that trap sound, but he's improving on it. He's adding different subjects. Uh, he's doing a better album than he has done previously. So there's just this example of somebody who changes up, adds a couple of different things, but still sticks to what he knows and makes a good album. And then the antithesis to that is just doing what you know, not growing, and not changing up your sound at all, and it just being even more and more boring, and we're slowly losing interest. Well, I think what what it is, part of that is, Future's a studio rat. Like, he mm-hmm. is in the studio all the time. We talk, we already talked about him being a recluse. He doesn't really, I, I, don't, he, I don't think he collaborates with that many people. Mm-hmm. I think when he's making an album, he's really the only person really making decisions on... Future probably doesn't have enough for six albums. Oh, most definitely. Or ten. But when you have that, 
you don't open yourself up to no any constructive criticism or just criticism in general saying, hey, that's bad. We've seen artists like J. Cole reaching out to these people that you would never think he would collaborate with. I would have never thought he would be on a 21 Savage track. Mm. We saw him in the studio with, um, who was the, the trap producer? Uh, oh, he tweeted it. The, somebody was, tweeted it the other was day. Was it Pierborn? No. Um, Take Keith? Yes, it was Take Keith. Mm-hmm. When would you have ever thought that J. Cole would well, be Well, from Take KOD, Keith? I could see that. So, in working with these people, and even yeah. with the Lil Pump interview with J. Cole was dumb. Or Don't watch it. Kanye, though. Kanye he, is a perfect example of somebody who is over... He's in his 40s. He's made so many different songs... But he's always like, what's hot right now? Um, what can I do differently with my sound to improve it? Who can I collaborate with? He's very open to that. And I think that's what makes him as prolific of an artist as he is. And the reason why he's still in the game over, you know, 15 years. And I don't think Future really cares about doing anything different. I think he found something that works. It and just doesn't, just gonna run doesn't work the for ground. me. Exactly. He's already got enough money to, to cash out on. Yeah. I mean, what more? If if that's all you you care about, that's fine. Yeah. I think another thing that Future gets criticism for is we don't really know where he came up. He doesn't really talk about what he did before he got famous. For the longest time, there was the the issue of what is his nationality. People thought he was Haitian. People thought he was Dominican, and he kind of played that up. Said he's Haitian, right? I never. I don't know. know. But there's a lot of like dreads are unknowns with him. He doesn't really talk about his personal life. You don't see his personal life because you don't see him out. I'm I'm okay with that from artists. Honestly, sometimes the the more, the artists who stay more reclusive are the more that I like because they don't come out as cornballs. Like Trippy Red, sometimes is really hard to be a fan of because he's an absolute fucking dork. I can see that. He just a dork. So sometimes it's like maybe there's a reason why you're hiding from that. I'm not saying that, but that's when the music is a good avenue to get to know an artist. Right. Like, Earl Sweatshirt is not really out there a lot, but in his music, it's very personal. Right. He's, he's talking about problems that he's going through, but Future's not doing that. Logic is an example of that. Logic sure. is a, a nerd. Yeah. And I think he puts out too much of what is going on, he's, and I think that's a genuine, criticism. Though. Yeah, a little. His, I, I genuinely feel like Logic likes to just play video games all day. Yeah. Like, I can see that. I mean, there's a balance there. You, yeah. you get a little bit more relatable when you talk about the stuff that you're doing. And that will also reflect in your music. If you are out, you pick up on things. Yeah. Like like we talked about J. Cole. Have you listened to the his single Middle Middle yeah. Child? Love it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good track. And I think that's because he is starting to kind of hang out with some of these younger rappers. And I think what he used to view as corny, he's not really viewing it that way anymore. And I think that like if Future kind of came out and started working with some other artists, I think you'd see other artists grow and Future grow as yeah. well. Yeah. So. 21 Savage's album, I gave seven and a half. You gave a six? Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. This yeah, one, six and a half. four and five, or five and six from me and Jake. So, yeah, they're both very average, uh, but it's not a bad start to the, to the year. And I mean, to be fair, I can't think of a trap album, personally, that I would rate. Barter six? Yeah, Barter six would be the only one, really, that I would That's rate. That's a nine. High. And that's just because I'm... And Dirty's Part 2. Yeah. But it's harder, in my opinion, to make a strong trap album. Because it phases out so quickly. Exactly. Because you, we've seen trap grow. Right. Trap used to be T.I. and Gucci. 
do you view Gucci and T.I. as trap artists? I don't uh, Gucci, really. Yes. Gucci, I do. They just, like T.I. to me is an essential, like he's a hip-hop staple. He came up with the term trap music, we could argue. Exactly. And we've seen it grow, and I think every time you have a wave, like Future came out, and you saw Travis kind of pull from it, and now he's got his own lane. Future, to be fair, I think Travis... He would have been famous regardless. No, not only that, but he was kind of coming up around the same time as Future, but he did not blow up as quickly. Right. So, Trap, we've seen more evolve. Yeah. Like lyrical, like it's backpack not rap. rap. Yeah. It's, you know, and it, it just keeps getting its own, like the wave just keeps growing. Once it starts to phase out, they add another thing. Yep. We saw Scarlord blow up with the Screamo music, and he took that from seeing people like X have emo influences in their music, so you have Scarlord who's putting a metal influence in music. Yeah. And we're going to continue to see it evolve, and that's why I think, like you said, there's high turnover. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What um, What are some... Either albums or songs that you're playing this week. What you spinning? What you spinning? Mixed personalities. Yeah. Um, I've kind of been removed from music here the last week. Like, I didn't even know that the uh, members only album came out. I, for some reason on the cruise, your text came through in the middle of the night. It just came through with that file. Oh. I couldn't watch it because I didn't have internet. That was X coming through. Maybe. <laughs> I've been listening to that, uh, Members Only Volume 4. Uh, the end, like the last track was... It was pretty killer. The way it, it was sort of X talking about, like, if I get Prolific. killed. Yeah. So that was pretty wild. So Mixed Personalities, uh, that's about the only song on that album I can rock with. Uh, the whole thing. Did you listen to uh, Logic single Keanu Reeves? Yeah, I It did. was pretty good. It was a... Uh, but that's really it. Bored. The last week I've been packing for the new, new spot Moving. and on vacation. So I've been sort of removed. Uh, there's a guy named Boogie who came out, uh, apparently this album came out last year, but it's just now being, uh, promoted. Uh, he's got a song, Rainy Days, with Eminem, which is actually pretty good. Uh, Shocker. YNNW Melly, his, uh, We All Shine, that whole, that whole album is great. If you guys just want, uh, an interesting experience, I, I think it's very pop, by the way, which is strange. Um, uh, Members Only Volume 4, the songs that I like off of that are Sauce, um, Fall in Love with Death. Um, what else? Uh, Over the Rainbow. And um, The Rebirth. Not It's not really a song to me. I think that was just kind of chilling. It's just, yeah, it's just an out, outro. Uh, James Blake came out with a new album, Assume Form. Uh, Comethazine came out with Bosky 2, which is crazy. There's a lot of just a lot of music. That I've dropped. been listening to Triple X lately. The sure. Danny Brown. Oh yeah, that's like one. That's of your a top ten mixtape ever. Um, to speak about Volume Four a little bit, the we talked about this how we were kind of hoping that there wouldn't be a lot of violence in that album, and there wasn't. No, which it was I was very glad. sad. It yeah, was very sad. I like. Did you look at the album art at all? Yeah, it, it was all, it was of, all them. of them around the tree. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool, uh, and it, it was a good tribute to X. Um, I think Sauce Sauce is just infectious to listen to and I and that one I felt like was done before X passed um it did feel a little iffy to put X's name in just the way they did it felt a little odd but you know it was a tribute album to him and I think they it it was good overall to that guy with I don't know if it was Rob Banks or uh Bass Santana but whoever has that deep voice 
He sounds a lot like a Texas rapper. I think it, it's it's got to be Bay Santana because Rob Banks, he's the one His that did the... His voice is pretty deep, um, What is the big song he had? Chill Bill. Was yeah, that him? right. So, um, But yeah, Bay Santana is really kind of the shine for me from that one. And um, uh, uh, Ski Mask. His features were really good as yeah, well. Yeah, I, w- I wish there had been a little more of him. But mm-hmm. he's sort of on his own way now, too. So, yeah. And his- then, you know, Kid Boo was... Or, no, Kid Kid Trunks Kid and Trunks. Kid Boo were on this, I believe. Uh, but, yeah, if if you're... Uh, if you want to hear some good... Some accent, some... Some... That emo rap sound, check it out. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to do a review for that one. I liked it a little better than some of the past. Because there's not... The violence isn't there. I think their infrastructure is more, a little better now. More budget now too. Yes, it's a little more polished. Which with that, there's a lot of fans of that music that would say that's a bad thing. Like we didn't really agree with the the Lil Peep album. Yeah. I liked that it was more polished, but the like diehard Peep fans didn't really like that. I'm not a diehard Peep fan, but I just felt like Peep would not have made it that way had he been alive. Right. Just to me, I don't. I don't know if there's going to be more X after this. I. I don't. I don't want them to keep passing off snippets as full. Full. What's the albums. song? I actually heard it in the car for the first time the other day. Is X Sway Lee, and oh oh uh, arms around you. Yes, I heard. I heard X's chorus, and I said, "Oh no!" I said, "Let's hear how bad this is," because I was waiting for it to be like a some somebody who bought a feature like. If I hear a, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good like Ed Sheeran and X, I'll kill myself. Yeah, or even even uh, the Weekend and X. I know he said Weekend is his favorite artist, but I I don't know. That would have to be that would have to be kind of a special track. Yeah, I, I, I don't uh, know. Don't but don't cry like Lil Wayne. He did the music video drop for that on X's birthday as well. It was it was a great tribute to him. The music video is kind of dark, and um, I think there's some like occult shit going on in it. But uh, that's another. I just podcast. I just don't want to hear like I think the artists that have used like a X have been song, mostly respectful about it. I don't want to hear people use X for notoriety. Like, oh hey, I'll listen to this because like I, I kind of did that. He had a, he did a song with Noah Cyrus. Did you know that Miley Cyrus' sister? Fuck her. It was a good song. Was it? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, in, like the... now if if that would have come out after his death, like if I, you heard a Miley Cyrus featuring X, like I'd be like, that would be fun. That would not be. It Wrecking would not be Ball a with X remixed into it. That'd be horrible. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm glad to see most people doing right by him. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think his label would sell a, a track to somebody that wouldn't do him. Let's pump the brakes. He's only been dead for a couple months. Pump the brakes. It might happen. It might. But when have we seen a fan base as like strong as we've seen with X? Yeah. Not. I don't not think... since like Tupac. I don't think they would do that because of the fan base. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Now, later on down the road, maybe because we've there have been rumors of a a new Tupac album. Yeah, I hope that never sees light. The one that they did release, I mean, Skins wasn't. I love X and Skins. There's only about three songs that I felt like were actually flushed out. Right. And we may get another album because he did say he had he was almost finished with an album. So they may be putting like final touches on that. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're on all platforms now. Thanks to Jake. Shout out to him. 
and you know for for getting the tech side of things because this this would not exist without Jake. I'll always say that. So thank you guys so much. The for next listening. the next episode is gonna come from the Hooks Lines and Hip Hop Studio. Yes, it'll be all set up in the new apartment. Uh, I'll, I'll put pictures up on the Twitter page once it's set up. Hell yeah, I'm sure we're gonna there's gonna be some albums to review. We might we might talk about some some other ones maybe that we missed in 2018 if there's not or uh, maybe give members only volume for a full review. I doubt it though to be honest. Don't don't be looking out for that one. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. Goodbye.